Broadcasting from the heartland of America, in the Hoosier Media Network Studios, the next generation in conservative talk radio, this is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Welcome into our number two of the Voice of Reason, the way we rock and roll each and every weekend. It's always great to have you broadcasting coast to coast all over the country, around the world, on the interweb and beyond. Welcome aboard. This is the Voice Reason. I am Amy Hoosier, broadcasting out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, at the Hoosier Media Network Studios. And it's so great to have you along for the ride. Real quickly, uh, Chad, jump on here for just a moment. Ask me, ask me what I'm doing right now. Go ahead. What are you doing, my friend? I am sipping on some delicious tea right now, known as Fireberry Tea. You ever heard of that one? I have not. That sounds like a foo-foo tea. It's not a foo-foo tea. What are you talking about? No, it's a delicious tea. <laughs> and no, okay, so I don't do coffee. I drink tea and I I drink really good tea because it's homemade. It's made from herbs that are in our backyard and Mrs. Voice of Reason makes these things and it's fantastic. And it's nice. is a little plug. So, we're going to talk a little bit more about it as it progresses on the program, but she runs the side project as well under the Hoosier Media Network with the Hoosier Health where she makes herbs and teas and creams and whatever else she does through the Hoosier Media Network and uh, her Hoosier Health. And there's going to be some really cool stuff coming up here. So stay tuned because, uh, yeah, there's going to be some new products coming up. But I'm enjoying some homemade, uh, all natural, if you want to call it, uh, Fireberry Tea for the evening. And it's pretty fantastic. By the way, if people want to follow more on it, they can go to the website on Facebook.com and find Hoosier Health, H-O-O-S-E-R. Uh, it does not have cinnamon in it. No, no, this one is not. Actually, it tastes more, I don't know, it's it's like more berry-ish. It's not spicy. It's it's fire berry, but it's it's not spicy. It's just more berry-flavored-like. Yeah, it's pretty delicious. Hoosier Health on Facebook. No I in Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R. You can find Hoosier Health. You can also find our social media for the show at Hoosier, Radio, uh, Hoosier Reason, if I can remember that, Hoosier Reason on all of our social media with our handle on that one. All right. That being said, before we get to our guest, I got to play this because I was <laughs> I was playing it in between the hours for our live streamers, uh, which you can find the video stream on all of your favorite social media again at Hoosier Reason or on the Ops Lens as well. And I got to This is one of my favorite clips out there in the world. This is one of my new favorite clips. This tops the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez whole like, is this a garbage disposal? What is this thing? This is. John Fetterman. It's thank you for all being here today, uh, experts. And it's always a treat to be here when I'm able to talk to people much smarter than I am. And this last time I was in this very same chair, we were talking about crypto. And I asked the experts and I said uh, a couple questions and they were kind of fundamental is like, and I just want to ask you as well too, as experts, um, should crypto exist? In other words, is, you know, where should it exist? Like, well, you know, why should it endure? Uh, <laughs> I love it. I'm crying over here. That is I mean, my new favorite clip, I think, out of anything any ridiculous politician has ever said. With that being said, let's move away from that. Let's go south of the border here, shall we? Let's get into our latest and what's trending on the Hoosier Media Network hotlines. Let's go to the Hoosier Media Hotline. 
Indeed. Really happy to have back on the program. It's been a while since we chatted with him, and obviously with the things going on crazy in the world right now, we had to get him back on for an update. He's a former Chief Border Patrol agent that we've seen in Texas and Arizona, other places as well. It's Mr. Chris Clem with us. Chris, what's going on, brother? How are you? Nope. Do we have Chris? Maybe. Maybe not. We should have Chris. Chris, are you there again? Let's try that a second time. No? All right. We'll get him. We'll see if we can get him on the line here momentarily. Uh, I know we had him, but uh, he might have dropped off. Yeah, I'm, uh, He's I'm on here. Chris. I'm oh, here. there we go. We got yeah. you, Chris. What's going on, my friend? Hey, you know what? I, I thought we're not moving away too quick. I am thankful <laughs> of being on the line with people that are much smarter than me because somehow we got disconnected. I don't know how that happened. But uh, anyway, Andy, great, great to hear you and speak with you. It was July 17th, I think, the last time we talked because – I was oh. heading to the original Misfits concert in Phoenix. That That's right. That's yes, right. it's it's yeah. it's definitely been way too long since we chatted to you, so it's so good to have you back on the show. I got to say, I don't know if you heard the clip that we played from John Fetterman. Isn't it hilarious? Like, he was on late-night talk shows saying that we're not electing the smartest people into Washington, D.C. I don't know if he recognized that he was talking about himself. Well, I I, I do agree with him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, with, with, uh, case in point. Case in point, right there. Um, Case in point. No, I, I don't really like. I don't like to disparage anybody. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was that was uh, uh, that was self-inflicting there, my friend. Oh, man, it's a crazy world that we're living in. Chris, uh, there's so much I want to talk to you about, and we will get to some of the concerts and the rock and roll stuff that's going on because we have to yeah. have fun with that. But I got to ask yeah. you, the, obviously, the border's back in the news again. We're seeing massive migrants flooding into our southern border. The Biden administration expanding their app. I guess, to where you can just sign in and just walk right in now to the point to where New York City, the largest city in the entire nation, is saying we can't handle any more. Please stop sending them to us. They're bankrupting our city. And if we go down, everybody goes down. But even Democrats are now saying that they can't handle the mass migration in this country. Chris, you've been screaming about this for years. Absolutely. You know, um, I don't know if I touched on it back in July, but uh, Adam sent his team down uh, when I was still in Yuma. Uh, back in uh, sometime in early 2022, spring, summertime, when things were really piping up. And I think some of the arrivals were uh, being shipped over to New York. He came to Del Rio, came to Yuma, or the, their team did it. I talked to him. We explained to him. We showed them what was happening and that the lack of policies and the, the changing of all the practices we had in place was causing this. This is directly, you know, self-inflicted, man-made out of the White House. And, and yet Adams and other mayors were standing there, and open arms with bullhorns saying they're welcoming everybody when, you know, you know, we've been telling them, be careful what you wish for. And here we are, fast forward almost a little over a year later, and now they're saying, stop, 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 turn it off. And, you know, you've heard me say this before, without border security, without expanded, proper, authorized, legal pathways, you're going to have a, a border security crisis that we're living under like we have the last three years. Every town becomes a border town, and every state becomes a border state, and that is what is happening right now. And before I go off that topic, I, I want to say some numbers that what came out recently. Border Patrol apprehended, processed, and released into the communities through non-governments um, 900,000 people last fiscal year. Mm. The ports of entry using the efficient CBP-1 app, which was supposed to be the next best thing, 
um, 500,000 people into the country just by enrolling in an app. So they would have, you know, that that's 1.4 million brought into the country. And now you have over 600,000 known gotaways. So we have apprehended over 2.4 million people last fiscal year, but we have released 1.4 of them and we have 600,000 known gotaways. That's 2 million people brought into this country. And last point on that is we have spent over $100 million at Border Patrol facilities last year outfitting soft-sided temporary facilities to care and process for migrants. We released them from Border Patrol to the nonprofits, the NGOs, who get reimbursed by FEMA. And now you have sanctuary cities and sanctuary states screaming for up to $5 billion from the government. That Out of those numbers, I throw you, it's quite possible the majority of those migrants, the American taxpayer will pay three times for them. Border Patrol, oh. nonprofits, and reimbursement sanctuary cities. That is that is unprecedented and blows my mind. Sorry to just go off on that, but no, these are the I'm things gl- people need to hear. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Those numbers are mind-boggling. And just to put that into perspective, just over 2 million immigrants coming in at that time, that is slightly higher than the number of entire registered voters for the state of Kansas where I'm coming from. We have roughly 1.7, 1.8 million registered voters in the entire state of Kansas. 2 million migrants coming in. That overrides the entire voting populace for an entire state. I know it's the middle of the country, flyover country, but at the same time, that's a staggering number, and we should be very concerned about that number of people coming into the U.S. at one time without going through the proper procedures. Uh, absolutely. And you know what's even mind-boggling? I just left Yuma, Arizona this morning. I'm actually in Southern California right now. Um, Yuma has a population, a steady population, about 100,000 people. You know, the, the two years I was chief there, we, we arrested over 114,000 uh, then we arrested 310,000. This year, I think they finished about 160, 170,000 arrests. So when you have the largest city in America, over 8 million people screaming about 100,000 people, how do you think the mayors, the uh, city council, the county commissioners, the medical services, how do you think they feel in towns like Yuma or towns like Eagle Pass, Texas, that have caught over 200,000 people when the town has 28,000? Yet the mayors of these major cities you know, Chicago, Los Angeles, Denver, New York are screaming. But, you know, this is what these people, it's a way of life for us down here. And uh, it's its a really a sad state of affairs, but hopefully it gains some tension and rattles some cages, you know, to get well, some things done. I hope so. We need to. And finally, when you see the mayor for New York City coming out and saying we can't handle any more, wouldn't that be a telltale sign that if they're only getting a taste of what you guys are dealing with on the border on a daily basis, that that should be a wake up call to where now many Democrats are advocating? Well, we need to do something. We need to shut down the border a little bit more, at least more restrained than what we're seeing right now. This is not looking good for a Democrat platform going into a 2024 presidential election where they've advocated for this open border policy. Yeah, and the devil's in the details. When you look at, uh, and, and I said that without getting too many details, and I, uh, but uh, one of the proposals coming out of the White House on this $13 billion border security package, uh, I think there's five critical points in that, and I think three out of the five are about efficiently processing, screening, and releasing the migrants. Uh, I think it covers that one section of wall in Texas they want to build, um, but uh, it, it, they will scream and holler like, look, the president's doing something for border security. 
but it's about efficiency and getting people out of Border Patrol custody with the intent of saying that frees the agents up to go do their job. But what that actually is, is a pull factor for the migrants to say, oh, well, we get over here, we turn ourselves in, we'll be processed efficiently, and we'll be released into the country because they're funding that. And then you watch, as soon as the right side says no against it, the left will say, see, they're not serious about border security. So pay attention to the details in the president's budget because uh, it is uh, it's wolf in sheep's clothing right here. It's just a continuation of of more uh, more misery for our agents down there on the border, the communities, and getting it stuck to the taxpayers. Yeah, Amen. I'm glad you brought that up because you're right. The media is not going to talk about that. The Democrats are going to talk about that. The mainstream is not going to mention that because to them they're doing something, and that's the way that Washington has run for way too long. Is we're doing something. We passed a bill that had the name of it, and we threw them a bone to do a little something. And may it may not solve that issue, but by golly, we've addressed it. So don't worry. And that's going to be their campaign talking points moving forward, as opposed to. And we got to take a break here. So when we come back, we'll jump into some of these details, but. They're, the, the House Republicans, now that we have Mike Johnson, a new Speaker of the House and an actual conservative, that we can actually see some uh, real focus on the border because apparently Mike Johnson wants to tie in when we do start addressing funding for Ukraine now that he's split the two between Israel and the Ukraine. And he says we more than likely will pass a bill on Ukrainian funding that he's going to tie that in to border security here. And as a reminder, hint, hint, wink, wink, if we don't want people invading our southern border like we're seeing Russia invade Ukraine, then we need to take a serious look at what's going on at our southern border as well. So we'll talk about that, Bill, when we come back here. We're talking with Chris Clem. He's a former chief border patrol agent hanging down there at the border as he's seen a lot of shenanigans. Malarkey, as Joe Biden says, down in Arizona, Texas, and other places as well. We'll talk about policy. We'll talk about resources and a heck of a lot more with him right around the corner. It's the weekend edition of The Voice Reason. Stay right here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It's your Patriot on the Prairie. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed. Welcome back into it. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. Always wonderful to have you along for the ride. We're hanging out with Chris Clem, former retired Chief Border Patrol agent, and still staying in the reins of what the heck's going on down there at the southern border is uh, we need to clean up. We need to at least be aware of what the heck's going on. So have no fear. The voice of reason is here. So what we do here in each and every weekend. Chris, let's talk about real quick the Republican side, the new speaker, the uh, speaker, House Speaker, uh, Mike Johnson. Are you more optimistic now that we have a guy that actually stands on some type of value, is a little bit more of a fighter than what Kevin McCarthy was, slightly more conservative? Do you think that would help with Republicans trying to craft at least some better type of immigration policy at the federal level? Well, you know, I, I'm optimistic because we, we have no other choice because we've got, we've got to get this right, and we've got to get it right now. Um, so uh, we've got to have optimism. Uh, I do believe that he's going to come with uh, – he, he's going to answer the mail – uh, he's, he stepped up to the game. He was nominated. He was uh, he was voted in. We've got to back him, and uh, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll get some uh, some good common sense approaches to solving this because you know, we can't go too far on either side when we're looking at, at at this human factor and this border security factor because then it get it stymies and we're left holding the bag. So I'm hoping that we look at this from a compassionate 
and common sense uh, uh, response, but also the also law enforcement heavy and 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 security focused, especially given the chaos that's going around the world uh, that's been ongoing with uh, with Ukraine and Russia, and then more recently. Uh, what's happening in, in Israel. So, yeah, we need to get it right. We need to get it right now. And I'm hoping uh, uh, the new speaker will will be the man to, to lead us uh, where we need to go. Wouldn't that be nice? You've mentioned this before, but when we talk about what's needed at the southern border, it's not necessarily just massive dumps of money, although that never hurts at all. But the massive dumps of money doesn't really solve the issue. It's the resources and the red tape that you guys continue to struggle with at the border, isn't it? Yeah, it you know, look, that is big governments. That's that, that's their calling card, right? Throw money at the problem, and that'll buy us time. I mean, that's that's classic under this administration. Uh, look, you just handle the problem. Uh, don't get in our way, or we'll sue you, but uh, we'll send you a check. Um, reality is this: is we just need the the resources that we began to receive under the uh, Trump administration, which was a culmination. Of 25 years of, of my experience saying this is exactly what we need as far as evolution of resources in the form of technology, infrastructure, additional personnel, and the appropriate policies. We were heading to the most secure border that I had ever worked under. And at that point, you know, I came in in 95. So the end of Trump's uh, uh, presidency, I had over 25 years in. And it was the best that we had had because we had the attention, we had the support, we had the funding, we had the, the plans in place. And these are plans, mind you, not from bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. and political appointees, from the men and women that wear the uniform. And not just chiefs like me that you know are sitting in, in these top positions. It's what do the men and women need to make their job better in this area? Sir, we need wall. We need some fencing here. That's what we need, and it was backed by policies that cut out loopholes, held people accountable, gave consequences where it made sense. And also, which is most important, we held Mexico and some of the other sending and source countries accountable because we, we put our foot down and said, uh-uh, you're not going to do this. And wow, just a refresher, yeah. in 2020, Andy, in Yuma alone, we had just had just over 8,000 arrests. 400,000, just over 400,000 arrests across the nation. In 2021, when things changed, it went from 8,800 in Yuma to 114,000 and went to 1.6 million. So that quick changed. Yeah, yeah, change in policy. Yeah, what a change in policy, change in leadership actually has an effect on this. Good golly. It's so frustrating. We had the process set up. We were moving in that right direction. And then it all gets screwed up. We'll do some more of this when we come back here. It's The Voice of Reason. Stay right here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. When Reason meets radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All of that was completely foreseeable. When they opened up the border under Mayorkas' direction and President Biden himself, they allowed for this this serious situation that we have. And now the FBI has, has said, Director Ray said just a few days ago, that they, they suspect there might even be terrorist cells 
uh, they're setting up and planning only only God knows uh, against American citizens. So we're to be on alert. Well, yeah, of course, when you keep the border open and you allow dangerous people to come in, you open yourselves up for that kind of chaos. We've been we've been working with everything we have for the last nearly three years to get that border closed and secured. And they've ignored us until now. We're going to force the issue. And I think the American people want us to do that. Yeah, that was Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, talking about the concern about terrorism coming in with the ongoing concern with Israel and Hamas and everything else and all the different migrants that are flooding our border. We'll do that here in just a second. Real quick, I want to tell you about my friends over at Americans for Prosperity. As you know, they are wrapping up a wild summer trying to let people know about what's going on with the economy. 15 to 20 percent inflation over the past three years, near 30 percent inflation alone on food. And it's going to go up even more if they get their way. It's harder and harder for you and I just to buy the essentials. As you know, it's time to unleash economic progress across the nation. And Americans for Prosperity have launched their massive nationwide campaign throughout the summer known as the Bidenomics is Broken campaign. Letting people know about what actually is going on, which is the failed Biden economic policy. And you can be part of that, whether it's helping knock on doors, making phone calls, financially supporting, or just taking your family and friends out and letting them know what's up. It's time that we bring some truth, reason, and common sense back into the economy. And that's what's happening with Americans for Prosperity, the country's largest grassroots organization with chapters in every single state and over 4 million advocates nationwide. For more information on how you can be part of this massive campaign for truth or just to get the information to be able to take that truth to the streets, find more information online at americansforprosperity.org. Again, americansforprosperity.org. And follow them on their social media as well at AFPHQ. Again, it's AFPHQ. Reignite the American dream by calling out uh, failed Biden economic policy with Americans for Prosperity. All right, I want to get back to it. It's Chris Clem. He is the former chief Border Patrol agent, uh, retired in the industry. And I got to ask, you mentioned the number, the massive flood of migrants that we've seen coming in with concerns. And Mike Johnson just mentioned it and then that clip. How many terrorists do you think are actually on the terrorist watch list that are sneaking through? Because I know we've caught a few down there, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. You know, let's uh, let's take this back a, a few years. And the whole reason why we formed the Department of Homeland Security was in response to 9-11, which was terrorism. And so uh, we, we vowed we'd never forget. And it seems like uh, a lot of people uh, <laughs> running the government have forgot. Border Patrol hasn't. And... Uh, I, I, as soon as we got official social media accounts back when uh, I think I was still the deputy chief in El Paso back in the day, my first hashtag at my response was border security is national security. The U.S. Border Patrol is America's front line of defense between the ports of entry. And, and yeah, so we've always been on the lookout. That is our number one objective is to keep America safe. And, and in that mix is always that threat. And so, uh, yeah, it's a little uh, it's a little concerning knowing that um, we don't have all the information I think that we need to have about all these countries and who may be sending who, uh, who's facilitating what. Uh, certainly can't get into too much information in this in this kind of format. But I will tell you this: I, I have comfort because I know the border patrol is is doing their job. I just wish the government would, uh, and by the government I mean the administration would free them up, shut down this ridiculous flow coming in so we can really get our agents freed up to do the job that they want to do and that's to go out and get bad people and bad things and root out those potential bad actors so that's that's where i have some comfort but there's six hundred thousand known gotaways over a million and a half known gotaways in the last three years 
that's people that we have detected have entered either through, you know, we've seen it on camera or detected the sensor or their track, uh, their footprint, and we don't know who they are or what happened to them. So, I mean, just, just the law of average would say that there's somebody there that we need to know about. 169 people were arrested on the southwest border, 172 across the country, northern border coastal, um, last year that were on our terrorist screening database, which means we had information that there was some kind of nexus to terrorism or a relation to terrorism. Um, so that's, that's who we caught. But again, we don't know no. what we don't know. And that, that should alarm us. And I mean, if nothing more, this issue facing Israel right now with Hamas and everything, that should be enough catalyst for this administration to say, okay, we're doing it because of that. And you know what? <laughs> Get it done. Uh, we, we've got to because we can't remain. I don't believe people that are listening right now are naive, but I think there's a lot of people that have forgotten that there are people out there that don't like us. <laughs> and, uh, and we don't know who is coming in if we can't put our hands on them. And, uh, and, and we've got to hold people until we have a level of comfort or they get in front of that judge. And, and get them removed, uh, especially if they've got uh, they come from an area that you know uh, may uh, may be against us. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. The numbers that you throw out here are they break my brain to, in a scary way of how insane it is watching the number of people that are coming up over here. And again, like you said, just by the basic fact of the mass amount of numbers, we don't know. Let's tie this into Israel and Hamas and Palestine right now and what they're going through because we've seen individuals on the terrorist watch list from the Middle East coming and trying to come over our southern border. The ones that we didn't catch or the ones that we didn't see, who knows how many that may be. A couple of weeks ago, we saw them call for a international day of jihad, which thank God that didn't happen here in the United States, at least from what we heard in the media. But they've called for it. They're calling for the demise of Israel. They're calling for the demise of the United States. And what's the one sole thing that has actually kept Israel safe and protected since its existence has been a massive wall in border security around their nation because they have enemies all over. What a wild concept. But yet we haven't grasped that. Now, you mentioned 9-11, and I completely agree. Not only have we forgotten, Chris, we have a new generation that doesn't even know about it hasn't even experienced yep. it i work with somebody at the radio station that was six months old god that makes me feel old six months old <laughs> when 9-11 actually happened and they don't understand they think that they're the ones that are on the college campuses screaming for free palestine and from the sea to the river whatever the hell they're saying out yeah. there trying to ad- advocate for the demise of israel right now they don't understand what radicalism is because they have yet to experience it and I'm afraid, Chris, that we're going to see something because every generation almost, it seems like, needs to be reminded about the evil that's going on in the world. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, um, you know, uh, it's just it's 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 very, you know, unnerving to think about that. It's funny in a way because we have sent some of our uh, officials um, to Israel to work with them on some uh, technology tunnel detection technology. We've had Israel uh, uh, defense forces here uh, helping us and some of the things. So, so it's not like we don't know that what they're doing and working with them and, and, and working together collaboratively on, on solution sets. So this is not a novel concept to want to secure your border. But <laughs> I'm telling you, everything that's happening right now under this administration and those that blindly support it 
is so much out of political spite for everything that the Trump administration did. You know, um, I have said this time and time again. I even said it today that the policies were were clunky at times to to uh, implement and execute, but boy, they were effective, right? And they just, you know, we could have we could have massaged them out a little bit and streamlined everything, but it was effective. And you had the intestinal fortitude from the president sitting in the White House saying, we are protecting America and we are going to do this. And he sent a message. We're not yeah. we're, we're not hearing that now. And, and that was all the cabinet secretaries, DHS, the attorney general, State Department. They were all working collectively to secure the border, to take uh, to make America safe so we can be prosperous. We can have economic vitality that the border a secure border is a safe border for Mexico, for Canada. All this works together. Why people don't want this is just completely mind-boggling to me, but it kind of goes back to your point that you now have a, a voice of a generation that doesn't know, that hasn't been punched in the gut like we have before, and our parents and our grandparents have. You know, uh, that, that is what – we don't want that, but, you know, let's, not, let's hope Let's hope what's happened in Ukraine, what's happened in Israel, stays over there, and it's enough yeah. to, to shake some sense in some people. It is a very scary thought, Chris. Uh, real quickly, before we take a break here, we got just about a minute or so left in this segment. But i got to ask you, uh, obviously, we've seen the policies from the Trump administration and how they were starting to work outside of Trump. Other Republican candidates right now, Nikki Haley, that's talking about finding the illegal immigrants and shipping them back to where they came from. The Vivek Ramaswamis that are wanting to lock it down and do America first. These policies that you've heard from them, are any of them, do you think, productive? Do you think would actually work? And outside of Trump himself, is there someone, in your opinion, that's kind of leading that charge on sealing the border and actually making this a focal point for their uh, potential administration? Well, you know, what's going to happen, and look, it's not that we can't execute uh, uh, the the catching and, and removing of those that are here illegally, those that have outstanding orders. We could do it. It can be done. There's agents and agencies that can do it. I don't think we'll have the political will because immediately mainstream media, the progressive left will say, well, that's just the Gestapo tactic like the Nazis did to the, to the Jews in, in Germany. I don't see the political will in Washington. It's a good talk, but I don't see that happening. But we've got to start somewhere. Um, I would tell you right now, uh, there are candidates on both sides. Well, I would say on the right and now independent. Uh, RFK Jr., who's looked has come to the border, has has basically, you know, I've talked to him. I've, I've heard, you know, uh, things that it's exactly what we were doing. Shut it down, come up with lawful pathways. As far as the yeah. Republican side, it makes sense. But, man, I, I, can it get done? I don't know. Candidates and campaigns change over an election cycle. I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of change over the next uh, 11 months. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let's take one more break here, one more segment with Chris Clem. You can find him on the Tweety at Official. We'll do some more of this one more segment right around the corner for the Voice of Reason for your weekend edition. Stay right here. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. America's safe space for common sense. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yes, indeed it is. Truth, reason, common sense, rationale. That's what we do here on the program. And man, how it flies right on by. Oh, how common sense has gone out the window so quickly. 
I guess we'll have to do it again next weekend as well. One more segment left here on the program. Always a pleasure to have you along for the ride. As a reminder for you, if you want to sign up for our free newsletter, go to the website, HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason, no I in Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. Newsletter coming out on Monday this week. We always do it the first Monday of the month. You can sign up and become that Hoosier-holic, baby. Oh, yeah. That way you can come to our Hoosier-holic meetings each and every weekend with us and feel part of the family. You're always part of the family. Whether you sign up or not, that's totally okay. We love you to death and appreciate you very much. Chris Clem, uh, you can find him on the Tweety. At, oh, sorry, the X. It's not Tweety anymore. Yeah. It's X. At C. Clem official, right? We got to remember that. Now, Now, when you tweet, is it a tweet or is it, uh, did you did you X? Like, what did you do? I think it's a verb, right? And uh, and so you tweeted on X. I don't know. That's what I say. Um, <laughs> I X. Hey, you know, I I got I, I got I, I to say, Andy. The I don't know if you heard the commercial during the break, but premature inauguration was a perfect <laughs> perfect break segment uh, or break commercial after we came off that last segment because you're asking about candidates and 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 the music was playing, but you know you know we've heard, we've seen a couple uh, early debates. You know that we've got one independent. We there's only one. Democrat and that's Biden that's being pushed. So it really is that Republicans and, and, and just everybody out there, you know, the way I see it is candidates and campaigns, they change over election cycle. Right now, you've got a lot. Look, I love music. and We'll talk about that here in a second. There's a lot of tribute bands out there that sounds yeah. good, very familiar, but it's not the original. You know what I mean? And, yep. and so let's see how things shake out, especially with world events and these budgets. And are we going to have a government shutdown? I think I think we'll we'll see some some jockeying over the next several months before we get into primary season, and then if we talk again, we'll uh, well, and I expect to talk, and maybe we'll have some front runners that we can truly talk about. But right now, I say the gates are wide open, and and let's let some people stand up and and and, and run, get get away from the pack. That's what that's what we need. I mean, America's about choices, right? Let's get yeah. the information out there, just get the choices. But we got a problem to solve, and that's the border and. Uh, and uh, right now, anybody that's talking about it, anybody that comes down there and listens to it, look, I just left Yuma. We had we had Joni Ernst from um, from uh, Johnny uh, yeah, Joni Ernst from uh, Iowa down there. A bunch of candidates and members down there talking to. They were there for almost 24 hours talking to hospital staff, the the domestic violence shelter, the uh, nonprofits, the mayor. Not just down there for photo ops. They were down there listening and learning, and that's what we need. We need people like that that are leading us or at least making decisions for us, getting the facts and the ground truth. So sorry to kind of yeah. take my time into that segment, but it's important for your listeners. And by the way, I think our audience all kind of agree where we need to go with this. Make sure they share this information with their friends and maybe the people that don't have a, a voice or reason and, and try to penetrate that, uh, that sometimes yeah. impenetrable thought process you know yeah no amen to that yeah spread the word because look i mean a lot of times talk radio can become kind of an echo chamber for those that just want that content which we all agree on the majority of it but you're right we need to spread this and this is about the knowledge to gain the knowledge to have the conversation because we don't have conversations any longer and when they see it like you said when you actually go down to the border and you see it firsthand it is an eye-opener it makes it more complicated than the easy either seal off the border completely or open border policy. It complicates things so dramatically more that you need to experience it firsthand. So I'm glad that elected officials are doing that. I wish a few others would go and do that as well and actually see what the heck's going on there. So, uh, Chris, we yeah, got like 30, 45. The, yeah, good. Yeah. Go no, it's no, all right. We got like 30, 45 seconds left here, but I got I to gotta ask you about, have you been to any concerts yet? Have you, have you seen any this year? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so since we left, 
last of July was Misfits. I've been to Steel Panther, Mudvayne, Butcher Babies, Metallica, Rob uh, Zombie, Alice Cooper, Guns uh, N' Roses. I was at the Colt the other day. Um, <laughs> did a Raven Drum event with uh, Rick Allen, Matt Sorum, Nikki Six. Uh, yeah, we're doing a lot of great things outside of, but it's all about taking care of people. Uh, yeah. Did uh, sports legends are down bringing players down to the border? I mean, we're just doing a lot of things to, to raise the awareness, take care of the men and women of the U.S. Border Patrol, and have some fun while we're doing it. Well, you do, and you have your nonprofit. We didn't get a chance to, hold, uh, to mention it a whole lot. We're going to get you back on again soon to talk more about that nonprofit that you're doing with the band members, with a lot of these, uh, and helping out these Border Patrol agents. I have to joke, though, the Guns N' Roses, man. I love Guns N' Roses, but listening to some of the video of Axl Rose going that falsetto today makes me a little sad. That's yeah. not the Axl Rose of 1987. Chris, we got to run, my friend. It's good to talk to you. Let's do it again real soon, brother. What do you say? I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love it. There it is. That's Chris Clem. Again, find him on the Tweety at Clem Official. He is the former chief Border Patrol agent, retired out of the Border Patrol, starting his nonprofit, working, helping those guys out the more that he can each and every day. We love him to death. Appreciate it very much, and we'll do it again soon. Until then, we're out of time. Podcast up in just a little bit. You guys have a great weekend. Back at it again next weekend. Be your own voice of reason. This is the voice of reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.